How's it going guys? Good evening. Coming to you from the Blue Ridge Mountains. Beautiful summer evening. This is episode three of our NFL podcast for the 2023 season. This is the ESA with Buck and Ben. What's up, man? How are you doing? We're getting closer and closer to the start of the season. I can feel my blood actually pumping. I don't know if that's the dose equis or if that is is what I'm feeling for the excitement of the season. How are you feeling? It definitely pumping, and definitely there are probably a few dose equis just helping to pump a little bit. But I tell you, we got this coming up. You know, the preseason is about done. Yep, we're about to go into the first week NFL. Then we got a prime time game on Thursday night to hit it off. Yep, with. Two AOC teams that should do pretty well. Sure. So that's that. And then, you know, of course, you know, leading up to that, you know, we had these fillers in. So, man, got NASCAR Daytona this weekend. So, you know, you know, I'm ready so for that. I know the blood's pumping for that as well. And, you know, you know, I'm going to be making some lines and everything. Of course, you know, I make all that available and people. But, you know, my thing is this. The weather relations might be cooling down next week. So, guess what we're going to have? We're going to have some good feeling weather. Football weather. Football weather. And then guess what's going to happen? We're going to have beers. We're going to have football. We're going to have good food. And there ain't no better way to start off Thursday night with a Kansas City and Jaguars battle. Kansas City, Detroit. Actually. Detroit, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Detroit. The AFC, NFC battle. Yeah, um, yeah man. A jam-packed show today. We got to get right into it. Yeah, man. Let's get it. Ben's first and ten. Plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk about. Let's get into it. Number one. Let's go back 12, 13 years ago. Okay? Uh-oh. We had just finished the Super Bowl for the 2010 season. Now we're in February 2011. Super Bowl winner is the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay? Big Ben's third trip. To the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. First loss. Okay? At this point, Manning only had one Super Bowl. Beat the Saints. Okay? At this point, Brady had three. But he was mostly regarded as a game manager at this point. Except for the one great year in 07, which they didn't win the Super Bowl. Other than that, he was mostly regarded as a game manager, system quarterback, with the greatest coach ever. Okay, loaded AFC. Over in the NFC, the guy who just won that Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers. He gets his first. He's facing Manning, who has won. Brady has three at this point. Big Ben has been to three and won two. But we're talking about Aaron Rodgers as the best of all four of them at this point. Mm-hmm. In terms of talent, in terms of trajectory, okay? But since then, what has happened? Big Ben, he hasn't gotten it anymore, okay? Kind of fell off. Injuries caught up with him. Big body couldn't hold up. Peyton Manning got one and dominated with his three years in Denver. Of course, Brady had another Hall of Fame career after that moment, okay? We can't even have him in this discussion, really, but... He separated. Brady did. And what did Aaron Rodgers do? A losing record in the playoffs? 
gone through a couple coaches, a couple iterations of the best receiver on his team, of the best running back on his team, of the best defensive players on his team. Iterations, all of that. And someone who was once regarded as potentially the best of all four of those quarterbacks in that time frame, I would say definitely fell below Brady, definitely fell below Peyton, and is on the same plane as Big Ben. But with a Super Bowl win in this season or the next with the Jets, and even throw on top of it if he could start to revive Zach Wilson's career for after he's gone, that will do more for Aaron Rodgers' legacy than any of the previous 18 years have in Green Bay. Totally agree with that. So, Aaron Rodgers fell off in the battle of those four, loaded, and we were talking about him as the best of the bunch. Fell off dramatically, I would say, but he can revive it with a Super Bowl win in one of the next two years. And just with that, but he can revive it even further with revitalizing Zach Wilson's career. And I think those are both on the table. I wish the best for Aaron. One of the best ever. Everything looks good so far with his time in New York, his short time. Can he capitalize on just an absolute change in brand at age 40? Can he capitalize on it? I think he's good enough. He can do that. One of the best ever. Number two, Nick Bose is still unsigned in San Fran. Reportedly looking for the largest non-quarterback contract ever. Is it time to panic in San Francisco? It might be. Okay, You'd, first of all, you don't have a quarterback. And now, your defensive player of the year... Your defense, yeah, I'm, don't you, you can. I feel you looking at me. It's cool. Your defensive player of the year is holding out for the fourth straight week of camp. He wants to get paid. I'm sure they'll pay him eventually. But there's starting to be a little bit of friction in the building. And as I mentioned last week, Kyle Shanahan isn't exactly on the Mount Rushmore of winning in big games as a coach. So. Little friction, little crack here and there. Small cracks turn to big problems. Gotta pay Bosa. If you don't do it soon, could be a festering issue going into the year. Number three. Today, Jason Kelsey at the center of a joint practice brawl with the Colts. Uh, apparently gave a cheap shot to Zaire Franklin. He said he was wrong after. He was wrong, Okay. Him, him and Zaire will make up. It'll be all good. But this is a Hall of Famer on the offensive line. And I need my offensive linemen mean. Okay? I mm-hmm. need them I need them fighting and brawling and chipping and scrapping and protecting their team, protecting their quarterback, protecting Kenneth Gainwell like he was when he gave that cheap shot. Say what you will. Was a cheap shot. He said he was wrong for it, but I'm sure he doesn't regret it, and i love to see it. Number four, Russell Wilson played much less in the second preseason game than, he, than him and all the starters played four series in the first one, played much less in the second one. And to me, that means Sean Payton likes what he sees, I think. 
which is a good sign for Denver. Uh, he likes to be a season practice, and it's translating to the preseason football field. Russell Wilson accomplished whatever was needing to be accomplished in Sean Payton's eyes, got him off the field. One of the big issues now is that they're going to be without their third receiver for the foreseeable future. Jalen Vigil, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, all out for most likely two of them definitely the year and one with the heart condition most likely the year. And uh, sad for that for that guy. Hamler with the heart condition especially it's not even a contact type of injury or you know a, a football type of injury that's just a condition um, but as much as Peyton might like what he sees from Russell Wilson you can't ignore the receiver issue and the depth issue for much longer you may have to go out and get somebody uh, but at least for the quarterback's sake seems lighter seems like he's moving quicker and Peyton, to my eyes, seems like he likes what he sees, at least more than last week. Number five. A couple players have had surgery so far this camp. Uh, two notably, Hassan Reddick, thumb surgery for the Eagles. He should be ready week one. Jackson Smith and Jigba for the Seahawks, first-round pick receiver out of Ohio State. He should be ready for week one. And I just haven't noticed many big injuries in the preseason. And obviously, we talked about it last week. Part of that is because players don't play as much in the preseason. But also, strength and conditioning continues to improve over time. Mm -hmm. Athleticism continues to improve over time. Coaching ability and strategizing and analytics continue to improve over time. So, and players, I think the players themselves, you know, there's obviously guys fighting for roster spots. But the guys that have their roster spots, no. I'm not going out here and getting injured. Okay, And I'm not going to go out there and injure anybody else either. I'm not saying they're playing a soft version of it, but maybe a smarter version of it. It's good to see even some of the guys that are leaving for surgery are going to be coming back for week one. It's good to see where medicine has advanced to and where the game of football has advanced to with respect to the preseason. Number six, the saga in Indianapolis keeps going. Colts give Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade two weeks after Ursay said absolutely no trade is happening not now, not in October well maybe in August, maybe now so here's the thing once you openly devalue the running back okay, not only with the contracts you're willing to offer them but also with the verbiage you say in the media, once you openly do that, you can't then ask for two first round picks for them Okay, <laughs> it's called leverage in business and you can't do that you talk about giving them 10 million a year you talk about oh i could hit be hit by a bus tomorrow and so could jonathan taylor weird comment weird we ursay said this two weeks ago he said that in in the media weird comment by the way but he did say that i think i was quoting him there and uh you can't say those things and then ask for two firsts for a running back he's a dumbass (laughs) It's, <laughs> what are we doing? We, Frank yeah. Reich is gone. Yeah. Andy, uh, Andrew Luck retired prematurely, you would, you most would think, right? Yeah. Carson Wentz got a raw deal. You know, not the best player, had a pretty good year with the Colts. Not a great finish, but stats-wise, good year. But what are we doing? It just seems like the Colts are, and Ursay specifically, is just 
maybe not intentionally, but absolutely sabotaging whatever was built in the early to mid 2010s. Uh, they're going in the wrong direction. Anthony Richardson is Cam Newton-esque in terms of athleticism, but does he have the supporting cast to su- succeed? I don't know if anyone does at this moment. Shane Steichen goes over from Philadelphia, the offensive coordinator. By all accounts, a very good offensive mind and could be a good head coach. But again, when the owner, we talk about this with Dallas, when the owner is causing the nonsense, no one else is safe. You can't recover from bad ownership. You can recover from bad forms of any other level, but not ownership. You can't. You can't. Number seven. What's it? What's with it? Okay. Defensive head coaches just don't want to play their young quarterbacks. I noticed this trend, okay? Why is it that Todd Bowles doesn't name Kyle Trask a starter? He named Baker the starter today, okay? Mike Tomlin, how long did it take him to put in Pickett mm-hmm. over Trubisky, right? Should, should have been in week one. I, I don't remember what week it was last year. It wasn't one, okay? Mike Vrabel, not going with Will Levis, staying with Ryan Tannehill. Didn't want to go with Malik last year. Stayed with Tannehill last year, okay? Has C.J. Stroud even been named the starter yet? He's going to be the starter. He hasn't been named the starter yet, right? D'Amico Ryan's first-year defensive head coach, okay? You know what quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks have been named the starter? Bryce Young, offensive head coach, Mm -hmm. Frank Wright. Richardson, like I said, Shane Steichen, offensive head coach. It's clunky. It's okay. We're, we're We're 2023, moving forward. There's a place for defense, but you can't. You absolutely cannot hold these guys on the bench all the time. If Anthony Richardson can play, he will play. So you need to let him play now. And that's what Shane Steichen realizes, and that's what he's doing. I think, I don't know what the the reasoning is. Maybe defensive guys just don't have the nuance that offensive guys do. Maybe they still are you know living in the past with a run the football mentality and play defense that's not going to work in 2023 and moving forward it's just not going to work gotta play guys gotta play guys uh only a select few i think you should not play and that's only if you have the infrastructure and the starter in front of them that is worth sitting behind uh number eight Saturday, Jets preseason game, Aaron Rodgers going to start. And his projected starting offensive line will all be starting as well. And that's massively important, I think, Mm -hmm. for him. Because he hasn't played with them yet, right? Meaningful reps. I don't know if they've played together yet as an offensive line, the unit itself. Uh, Will Makai Becton start? Is he going to be a backup? Is Is he going to keep his label as a bust because right now that's his label. Elijah Vera Tucker, good guy. Probably their best offensive lineman, but he's a guard, so he's just not as important as a tackle. Dwayne Brown, 38 years old. Very good in the league for a long time, but just aging and, and, and quite honestly not where he needs to be to carry the left side of that line. So Mekhi Becton needs to start and needs to play better. Obviously, uh, Sala and Hard Knocks called the line out. And Mekhi Becton was the main reason why he did that. Big, big game this Saturday for the Jets. Very important. 
Rodgers and that line need to gel. Number nine. I'm reading and watching. Reading articles, watching these shows. Okay? And I just keep hearing the love for Jordan Love. I keep hearing the love for Jordan Love. I'm not the smartest... I'm not the smartest mind out there. I'm not. I'm just an average football fan, okay? These people must know something I don't know because I haven't seen anything from Jordan Love that would merit people calling it a breakout year. Well, if you're talking about stats, yeah, he should have a better year than he's had before because this is the first year he's starting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But if you're, but if, what's a breakout year mean? Does that mean a Rodgers-esque first year? Does that mean a Favre MVP type season? I don't know what that means. And I don't see it from a team that's lost most of their offensive pieces. Got the running backs. Line is pretty decent. Okay, I'll give you that. Defensively, not great. On the perimeter, we'll have to wait and see. Watson looks fast, but is he going to be uh, consistent? Not positive on that. And can Jordan Love get him the ball? I don't know that yet, okay? I'm not convinced of that yet. Can I see a couple games before we anoint him the third coming of the Savior? Yeah, let's not overreact on preseason. Basically with Jordan Love throwing a ball down the field against third-string you know, defensive players, let's not go up and do that. I mean, that's my two cents on that one. Let's not overreact. One of the main threads of the podcast. Absolutely. Don't overreact. Now, some of some of that reaction from some of the, you know, the media outlets I read and see is not only on the field. Some of it's on practice, which we don't get to see. So, you know. Are, are those takes more accurate? They're talking about practice. Greg Jennings is a guy that's been in the building. He may know something we don't, but I, you know, he's been all over Jordan Love this preseason. So have to take it with a grain of salt either way. But can I see a couple good games before I anoint him as the third coming of the Savior? I don't know. Uh, I could be completely wrong, and I'll come on this podcast and say I'm wrong. But until I'm wrong, I'm not wrong. Number 10. The Caleb Williams sweepstakes sweepstakes is about here, right? One more year in college for him, and then he will be going number one in the draft. And people are calling him the next Mahomes. It's possible. I'm not saying that's going to happen. And obviously, with his historic start, that's stacking the chips against the kid in terms of uh, pressure right away. But some of the candidates that we think we've said on the show, Cardinals could be in the mix, Bucks. Commanders, Raiders, those are some of the teams, right? But let me throw out let me throw out one that I see. Mm. Okay, that's not in that group of four. Mm. Okay, and this draft pick, after a horrific year that they will have this year, this draft pick will revitalize the organization. It will save this young coach's career. Oh no. Uh, young, phenomenal offensive mind coach's career, okay? And it will set this team up for another Super Bowl after one a couple years ago, okay? Give me the Rams to bottom out this year, win three or four games, 
and absolutely buy for the number one overall pick. Grab Caleb Williams. Maybe keep, you know, here's, here's, here is this exception to the rule where I will say you keep Stafford for one more year. Let Caleb sit for that first year behind Stafford. And then get rid of Stafford. I know he signed a four-year contract. Get rid of him as last year. No matter what it costs you all against the cap. You're already in cap hell anyway from all the other guys you got got and got rid of and overpaid. So do it with Stafford too. Cut your losses. Take Caleb Williams, who by all accounts is one of the top prospects in the last 20 years. The Rams are going to be bad this year. And McVay may be looking onto greener pastures with different career options, different team options. Grab Caleb. Keep him in Southern Cal. Let him stay home and win you some games and win you some rings going forward in Los Angeles. That is Ben's first and ten. And I'll go ahead and add that. I'd much rather him go to the Rams than go and sit at the Cardinals and just never be, never succeed as a team winning something. By the way, if he goes to the Cardinals, they are firing Jonathan Gannon and getting an offensive coach. And, and they might as well just clean the slate. They're, they're already in the works of that already. Might as well go ahead. The whole thing with the Jordan Love thing, I go back on that one. Totally agree with you on that. And honestly, you know, I'm rooting for the kid. Yeah, it's my team, you know. But also, I have to look at this in a different perspective, especially doing, you know, doing the podcast and everything. Is I want to look at this as a non-bias. He has to come out for the Packers fans to get behind him. Beat Chicago. Beat the Vikings. You have to. Which, you, that's very doable, and, and, by the way. And that's I, very doable. And I will tell you, if he plays good, they can make a run for that division. But, if he just plays bad, they're going to be one of the bottom teams in the league. Easily. And that's where it is. Defense, I think, is a little bit better than what you're you're saying, but I mean, lost to Darius but, Smith, you but know, I, I, your, I think your back end's not great they, anymore. They got some young pieces, but the thing is, is, Watson, you know, let's see what he could do. He don't have Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. That might be a good thing for him. But that might be a good thing. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. You know, let's go back to the Jets. You were talking. You know. That team can very well just be bad, too. It is the Jets. Now, change of culture. I can see the momentum, the change of culture. Can that keep on? They're stacked enough where they should make a great run through the playoffs. They should. They but should. Dalvin Cup, is he really going to stay healthy? That's in the limbo. Is is. There's some things there that really concern me, and especially that offensive line. That offensive yeah. line is bad. Yeah, it's not good. It's but, not good at all. But he says it's not. He says he's not worried about it. But my thing is that may just be the quarterback speak because that's the people that defend him. Hey, I'm glad he finally learned the quarterback speak after all these years. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad he finally yeah. did. So that's a positive yep. for him. Um, yeah, that's a bad offensive line, man. That's not good. It scares line. me because. There's some good teams, you know. You 
yeah, the Patriots are not good because of the quarterback. Yeah, you know. Right. But here's the thing. If Beckton can play, it's a completely different line off the bat. So, really, if you get that kid locked in, I think the rest of it will figure itself out because of the running game you could potentially have. Guys on the outside, Hall of Famer quarterback, great defense. I think it's possible. We'll have to wait and see if they make either one of our lists for for the defense making the playoffs, you know. And uh, that's coming up right here, right now. Yeah, I mean, because they're facing, they're going to be facing a lot of good defenses with pass rush. So we, we, I mean, the Dolphins, the Patriots, you know, the Bills jam packed in the AFC. And speaking of the AFC, like I alluded to. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Three weeks, three shows left. This, The rest of this show and two more until we have real football going on in the NFL. So today we're going to do a top seven. Like I said, jam-packed, loaded show, top seven. We're going to do the AFC playoff teams going from seven to one. We'll get our three wild cards, our four division winners. But start it off for us. Man, this is tough. This has been wasn't easy. This was all. not easy at all, and I had to make some real hard cuts. There are legitimately twelve teams <laughs> you could put in this set right now. And really, number seven, you know that that was something I just basically had to go back on history. Okay, number seven, basically me. What coach always gets five hundred or better? Sure. What coach always just has that thing to get them into playoff run? Yeah. Number seven is Steelers for me. Yep. Um, I could have made an argument for several other teams. But I just basically had to go, I don't say the easy way out in picking that, but I had to go the way that just led me, okay, what a history tell me? You know, what has this coach, this organization, what have they done? And what do they have to build on from the previous season? Steelers, I think, sneak right on in. That's a tough one, though. Sure. Sure. I like it. Number six. You know, the defense is better this year. Coach, you know, coaching that defense is going to be good. You know, the the head coach, he's a little bit nerdy, a little bit crazy. You know, I like the Dolphins there at number six. I think that this team is going to be – if Tua can actually play good, and what did what did um Tyreek say? He said this is the most accurate quarterback in the league. Is that really true? I don't necessarily think so. But if he could play to a level of good, would the team around him, that team can make a good run. We we also talked about also on another show. So that's my number six. Number five. This team right here, I think could honestly be number two or three. But I put them at number five because I want to see a few games. But I really have a lot on them, so I really want them to do well, is the Ravens. Now, I do think they're a little bit too far down on my list. So, well, that means you're saying they're not going to win the division. Right. That's what you're saying. I don't think so. <clears throat> but they can. They can. Yes, and, 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 if they, and, I, and if they did, they'd be two or three. And, and honestly, now that might be a little bit down the line in bets, but I really do like this team. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I do like, you know, 
Zay Flowers, what did he do, man? He well, last night he did great. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be their number one for too long, if not not very soon. I think that guy is the guy. Um, that's my number five. I do think they're a little bit too far down, but it's pretty daggum tough this this list. So number four, I think because they're easy schedule in the sense of in their division. Yeah. Is Jacks. Um, Doug Peterson, great number four. Yeah, good coach. Okay, I really like Doug Peterson. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, you got a quarterback that's I think taking the next steps. Sure, it's not slow, slow. It's just steady going up. That's what he, that's what they need. Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson's second year with Jacksonville and his second year with this quarterback. Okay, keep going. Um. The team just solid. I, I mean, all around just good players. It's right. not necessarily just someone great. It, it, it don't have to be absolutely a Hall of Fame stat team. It's just good. And they're in a division where it's just weak. I mean, sure. It, and to be honest with you, I would not be surprised Texans battling Indy. I would not be surprised. So, okay. Or, 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 or the Titans. I would not see. See them battling there. And, yeah, I think with Vegas got them with six or seven wins, the Texans. Honestly, Titans, Indy, I'm not very high on them. But I think that Jays run away with, the, with that. Three, I think I picked them just because um, I really hoping they will get JT. Get actually a running back for this team that actually can actually do something. Um, it's the Bills. Yep. Um, I really want them to get JT. I'm rooting for them to get them. Um, I really think Josh Allen and I think Diggs. You know, that, there's been a rumor floating around a little bit. Uh, I think it was Stephen A. or somebody says something. Whatever. Whatever. Is it true? Is it not? Who cares? But it's floating. Right. What's the rumor? That he wants out. Oh, yeah. yeah um, I think he does eventually. I mean, I think he does eventually. especially maybe not yet. Especially if they don't go out there and get some help. Right. It cannot just be the Diggs and Josh Allen show. Sure. It, was it Gabe Davis on there? Wow. Uh, He's good. Again, but, you know. Again, with the superstar quarterback yep. making a ton of money, you can't really go. What are you going to give? You're going to give up things and then pay Taylor? I just don't know if that model is going to be working for this team. I, and but it, maybe to win, they have to make a splash, and they're going to have to make a splash. So because it sounds like it sounds like if you keep go. Sorry, go ahead. Your, your final thought. Sorry no, I cut you off there. No, it, it's to me they're going to have to. I'm not yeah. saying go in like the Rams did, but if you got to give up some picks and pay some money. And for that fan base, yeah, could you imagine that fan base? They want a Super Bowl, definitely. And JT will be huge for that, and that would be great. Yeah, for NFL for them to win a Super Bowl, and I'm rooting for the Bills. Sure. I really want them to win. Sure, I mean they went to four straight and lost. Mm-hmm. JT, um, you know, or was it four AFC Championship games lost? Something like that. JT going to that organization will be huge, monumental. I would love to see it. I don't see it. 
But money talks. Sure. And somehow or another, these NFL teams can figure that out in ways that we cannot ever. We think, well, they ain't got no money, but guess what they do? They go out there and make splashes. So Sometimes, but it doesn't yeah. seem likely. So it sounds like number two and number one are somewhere – I would see. I would say the Chiefs and Bengals are those two teams. I just had to figure out which order they are in. So I'm wondering. I bet you you pulled some nonsense off. So let's see no. what you got for two. I think Cincinnati Bengals number two. Okay. And the reason why I think that's because their team in that division is more sound than the others. Yep. Um. I do have some concerns with the defense a little bit. You know, the coach, I think he's a good coach. There's nothing wrong with there. I do think that what's going to happen, they're going to have to take another level, another notch. Can they reach that? Because like I said, another show is this is a make-it-break season, in my opinion, because they're not going to be able to keep paying these guys, especially the wide receivers. So what are they going to do? They're going to have to do something. Here's my thing. You lose T. Higgins, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. You can get a serviceable number two receiver for yep. a lot less money and you still keep Chase. That's not the end of the world. It's not good. It's not good. It's not the end of the world. Because what's going to happen with Mixon? I'm not worried about Mixon. I know you're not. But they're going to have to go get they another draft. They can draft one. Yeah, they, they can. can, draft they can gr- That's a lot cheaper than Mixon. Well, I, I totally understand it. But you start bringing in these newer pieces... I think that this is the year for them to win. Now, can they live up to that? We'll have to see. But that's why they're in my number two. They haven't proved. They haven't gave me any reason not to put them at number two. Number one, of course, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Sure. I mean, Hall of Fame coach, and I'll go ahead and say it: Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Number two greatest quarterback of all time. Yep. If not all of football ever. And I've said it on past shows that we've done, when we did shows that are really the podcast is, you know, I was not ready to commit to that yet. This past year he showed me, he proved to me, he gave me the reason to go ahead and say that. Sure. He's a little ways from being the greatest of all time, but I will say this. They haven't given me any reason. You know, you don't have to, like we talked about before, you know, I think I'm a little bit less on this, is you don't have to have a outstanding, over-the-top, great defense. I, no, do think, I do think you have to have a good, solid defense. You need to have good situational defense and you need to have a good running game. But you don't need a star running back or a great defense. And they have a lot of pieces almost like a Debo-esque in a way. Not maybe the style, but Tony, you know, these players can do other things. Yeah, Tony's underrated. Tony's good. And the running backs they have are very versatile. And that plays well with Andy Reid, with Patrick Mahomes. They're not very on the script. I mean, Travis Kelsey and Mahomes out there practicing wild and extraordinary crazy plays. Andy Reid's allowing it. This team is not the script kind of a team. That's what makes them great. 
and they're going to be the ones to beat. But their schedule's a little bit, you know, let's see see how they manage this season. But I still think that Mahomes is going to be able to push them into the playoffs, and I think the team's going to be just fine. Sure, sure, of course. Um, they've had a tough schedule for five years, so uh, they have another one, and I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue for them. Uh, but you okay? So let's 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 regroup here. <laughs> at seven, you have Steelers. Then you have Dolphins at six, Ravens at five. Mm-hmm. You got the Jags at four. You got the Bills at three, Bengals at two, Chiefs at one. Yep. Definitely the four. Those are definitely the four division favorites. Those those four seats, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, kind of like it. I'll say I have six of the same playoff teams, one different, but the order is completely different. So let's go ahead and get into my top seven. AFC standings, playoff contenders. Number seven, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. And I have them at seven. and So I have them at seven because I think that they are the third they're going to end up being the third best team in their division. We're talking about percentage points here, okay? We're talking about fractions of an inch. <laughs> a certain call going a certain way, you know what I mean? With how good this AFC is, there are teams in there like you didn't have the Jets. Mm-hmm. You didn't have the Broncos. Well, I ain't going to put the Broncos in any of that. Yeah, I mean, but there's people that would put them in there. Chargers. You didn't have the Chargers. That, that, that almost made a list. Yeah, so it's crazy because of how good this, how deep this conference is. Okay, so I'm going to have Ravens at seven. I, I do think three teams from the AFC North also make it. Uh, I'm going to, I'm I'm not going Miami here. I'm going the Chargers at six. I think... Honestly, I think six is a little bit of a letdown of a season for them. And I think they really need to be buying for that division. If not, they need to be the five seed, right? Because I think they're one of the best teams. One of the best non-division contenders Mm -hmm. in football um, with an elite quarterback. So, I got Chargers at six. And and I'm I'm not going to have Miami at all on this list. And I'm going to go number five, and that's going to be the Steelers. So I just flipped the Ravens and Steelers from where you had it. And I replaced Chargers. I, I brought the Chargers in and took out the Dolphins. And that's, res- and that's respectable. Of I mean, course I, it is. I mean, I mean you, there's so many different ways it can go. You have an elite quarterback and an elite running back. Yep. And and I'm going off Tua's health. It's hard for me to end the division. It's, it's hard for me to trust Tua's health. And then you have... The Jets in there, beating up on teams. You have the Patriots, who we don't think are going to be that good, but they're going to give these teams run for their money mm-hmm. each and every week. We have the Bills, obviously, in there. They're going to all beat up on each other. And I think the AFC North will do the same thing. Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals will do the <laughs> similar thing as well. But I just yeah. think that they have an easier outside schedule than the AFC East yeah. does. And so that's going to be where the percentage points lie. You know, It's tough. So I got Ravens at 7. L.A. Chargers at six. Pittsburgh Steelers at five. Let's get into the division winners. Number four, Buffalo Bills. And I think they narrowly win this one. Um, I think they narrowly win this division, which is why I have them at the lowest division winner. Because I don't think their record is going to be that good. Ten and seven, maybe. 
maybe 11-6, but barely get the, get the job done in the division. And they are the only AFC East team that I have in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't have Dolphins or Jets in there. Uh, let's go Cincinnati Bengals for number three. I think they take a minor step back. Again, more competitive division. Taking a minor step back. Still a great team. Still division winner. Still have Joe Burrow. The two number one receivers. Got to figure that out after the year's over. But it's not so much they don't have a good year or really even take a step back at all. It's just how good this conference is. Have them just one peg lower than they were last year. Uh, number two, we have the Kansas City Chiefs at number two. Uh, wow. Yeah, so their schedule is brutal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, pretty tough. Anyone who you think is a good team in the NFL, the Chiefs probably play them this year. It's a brutal schedule. And I just think in this conference, they're going to be getting everyone's best shot every single week. Obviously, they've been up to the task in the past, but... Man, this is the year where Chargers are taking a game from them. And they're more of a toughest schedule, but they're also Vegas has them at 11 half wins, I think it is now. Yeah. For for Chiefs. So it, that's really, yeah, and not Chargers going to get one. Chargers will get one. I mean, it's just. It, it, but it, that team just, I mean, until they prove differently, we can't go away from them. Yeah. I just think their schedule is, I mean, again. It's not an indictment on their abilities. It's just the strength of the conference. But number one is that team in the AFC South that will get the number one seed this year. His his second year coaching the team. His second year with the quarterback. Does that sound familiar to 2017 when the Eagles got the number one seed? Second year coaching, Doug Peterson. Second year with the quarterback, Carson Wentz. And Carson would have won the MVP that year. I think Lawrence has a very good chance of winning the MVP this year. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars as the number one seed. The first round bye. And listen to these playoff matchups on Wild Card Weekend. If if it goes the way I think it's going. You get Lamar and Mahomes. You get Burrow and Herbert. And you get the Steelers going into Orchard Park against the Bills. And I think the Steelers can take that game against the Bills in Orchard Park. They can win another one either on the road against Cincy or, you know, Jacksonville, one of those teams. I think it's possible. And I think the Steelers can get to the AFC Championship game, potentially, as a wildcard team, and potentially win that conference. Don't go to sleep on the Steelers just yet. That is my top seven. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's not much I can argue about. I mean... The Jags, and I see how you why you put them at number one. Good, ease, good schedule. Good schedule. Peterson second year. Lawrence takes a step forward. Is the culture changed? Totally. Calvin Ridley, remember that guy? Do you remember him? Number one receiver, uh, fifteen hundred yard a game or a season guy. He's gonna be there. Lawrence has an actual number one to throw to. Got some good pieces besides that number one, but a bona fide star on the outside. Ing- you got Ingram was tight end. Was it Kirk over in wide receiver, too? Absolutely. Yep. I mean, ETN, yep. another another year removed from the injury. D- defense got what, Josh Allen on the defense? Yep, still have Josh Allen. If they can string together some, some good defensive drafts, they could be a, a team to be reckoned with for a number of years. And it's hard to say that 
after the past few years. But it, but Doug Peterson yeah, is slowly changing that culture there, and I really like it. You know, and I let me ask you a question. We got a few minutes here, maybe to spare. But sure. Why look, I got a question? Why was the Jets not in yours? Man, okay, so I didn't. There weren't mine either. So right. I, so I didn't have the Jets. I wanted to make sure. Okay, it's it's hard to even explain this. I wanted to make sure. I think the Chargers, right, have to be in there, right? We know the Chiefs are going to be. So I think there has to be a second team from the West. It's got to be the Chargers. They've been knocking on the door. They got there last year. And Herbert really didn't have a great year last year. He'll take a step forward. Kellen Moore comes over to the offensive coordinator role. Brandon Staley's coaching for his job, okay? Defense should be better. You need to have the Chargers in there, in my opinion, okay? So with having the Chargers in there, I wanted to make sure I had at least one AFC North team, and it just so happens I can't go against the Ravens, and I've been touting the Steelers all year. So I had to have them both in there. Had to have the Chargers. Um, Question two is health. That's why I can take Miami just out of that. Again, this is percentage points. This is a game here, a call there. You know what I mean? It's close. Yeah. And the Jets, I just think, while it could be great and I could be completely wrong, that offensive line is so bad that you just, it's it just – I take the history of the organization, multiply that by the offensive line, add Aaron's age, and divide the years of irrelevance, right? That math equation doesn't add up to Baltimore Ravens' stability. Or Pittsburgh Steelers, 500 or better stability. Or the Chargers gaining offensive mindset. Getting a wide receiver in the first round again. Getting a healthy Keenan Allen back. Having an elite quarterback. It's just, it's just, I can't, I can't put a 40-year-old run quarterback, you know, quarterback running this team, the Jets, with a bad offensive line. I think they're going to be good. They're probably eight or nine. I mean, I think the Broncos are going to be good. They're probably nine or ten. I think Dolphins are probably eight. I mean, it's just it's tough. I, I you only could pick seven, so yeah, it's tough. I can see the Jets. I can see where Aaron Rodgers gets frustrated really quickly. Very possible. The starting schedule for the Jets is brutal. They can go. They could very easily be two and four, one and five in that first six games. And if they do that, he's going to get frustrated. Yeah, he really might. Back. He might check out. If he checks out, then it's over at that point. And you know. This is the first time he's ever played with not a good, not a good or decent offensive line. True. So, what is an Aaron Rodgers that's not always been that great mobility-wise? Running quarterbacks can get away with some of that. True. He he's not going to be able to run the ball five to seven times a game. Yeah, he, he can scramble out of pocket. Yeah, mobility I think is fine, but he's not going to be able to evade people the same way he yeah. needs to. And that's going to help. He's be running for his life. Health problems, you know, getting hit and everything. That's where that's going to start running in my back. That's the offensive line's reason why they were, he wasn't in mind. If it was a decent offensive line, and I thought that it was some good hope to it. Yeah, I, he, they were going to be in it solidly, probably at five. Honestly, in maybe. Mind. I mean, the offensive line is probably. The biggest part, I also look at that first six games. You just could get out of the gate so poorly. I look at a defensive coach coaching for his job. I I mean, I just there's a lot of 
little pieces of this recipe yeah. that just aren't adding up to any kind of thing I want to eat, really. You know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and I could be wrong. It could be great. And I, like I said at the beginning, it's going to help his legacy immensely if it is. Just getting to the playoffs is going to help. I mean, it's so hard to do but, that in the AFC. It is. You only can pick seven. We just made a case for 12 teams. Okay? Oh. So I, I, it's Hand tough. Up. It's tough. NFC is going to be completely different because we think we know the division winners, but then those wild cards, we could there could be some and, wild and, wild choices. And that's next week. That's next week, yes. And but I'm I'm excited for that already. But I'm surprised we had six of the same seven teams. Just flip flop the Dolphins and Chargers, and absolutely, I think that's 100% acceptable to do. Um, flip flop the Ravens and Steelers as the other as the two okay. wild card teams. Again, acceptable to do. That's a coin flip. You know, that's one win, one loss here and there. Yeah. Can change from the five to a seven seed. So, I like it, man. Uh, we're getting to about ten minutes left. We already discussed a lot in the yeah. first fifty minutes of this show. Beautiful, beautiful start. Let's finish it off well here. DFS Bucks bets. Take us these last ten minutes and take us for a ride to finish off the show here. DFS. I'm going to hit quarterbacks for week one, um, and this goes for both sites. You know, if you play on DFS. I'm gonna have this for three to three, two, one, for my quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence is number three on mine. Is there a specific format? Are we doing cash DPP? I don't think there's. I mean, to me, cash GPP. I think no matter what, I think you're gonna to have to have a running upside. Sure. The conventional wisdom but, for GPP is maybe pay down. Yeah, sometimes it, it, a quarterback. And I think Trevor Lawrence is a fine little spot. Where's he at? Oh, mid seven, something like that. Yeah, I can't remember on the the King site, but um, you know, this is the year I think he's going to do very good. I think he's going to build off the next season. You know, off of last season. I mean, so this he made it number three for me. Got a better weapon now. Got really, you know, running backs healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, everything said. We're Dougie P. I mean, everything says. He's a good option. Solid schedule. And not only do they have a pretty easy schedule for the most mm-hmm. part, but they also still get the mix of hard games in there. And okay. that's going to give him the experience for later on in the playoffs. So he gets to still face Burrow. He still gets to face Mahomes, both of those guys in the regular season. That's going to help him later down the road. And my number two, I think this guy is the highest points total for the Sunday main slate. So elite quarterback, possibly – Maybe down the road, you know, maybe one of the best. Maybe the best in the league, maybe, down the road. Herbert. I yeah. think that, I think that they're going to have a high-scoring game. I think this game is going to be probably one of the best games to watch. Sure. And they're going to put up some points. He's going to throw the ball. Um, also, too, he's a good running back that can catch the ball, too. So, this game right here, everything screams at me to play him. Maybe more of a cash option. I don't. I haven't got that point yet with GPP yet, but maybe more of a cash option. I really like that play. Well, as you know, he's one of my top cash options for the week one so far. So I know. Yeah. Number one, running upside. Of course. You got better wide receivers. Yeah, of course. Hmm. This is my number one cash ups, upside. And I will tell you, his name is not Justin Fields. Nope. 
Name is not Jalen Hurts. No. Because I'm going to tell you something. Jalen Hurts, yeah, that's maybe a good option on normal week, but you don't want to face a Bill Belichick defense. I'm not touching any Eagles in week one. Not touching any Eagles. Lamar Jackson. I think that's enough said for him. I think that that team's going to do – I think he's going to go out and show out. Yeah, of course. And they're playing – Texans. Yeah, not a great team. Um, not a great defense at all. And this team's going – he's going to go out and run the ball. He's going to go out and throw. he got Zay Flowers now. Who's looking great. I mean, you got he keeps a, saying it. you got a um, tight end that is, could be a Hall of Famer in the future. One day. I mean, top three in the league, I would say. And Receive, receiving tight end. So, top three. this team's – he's going to be doing – you know, do just fine. Yeah. That's my three. <clears throat> can, I, can I give us some comments to, yeah, to that? Yeah, comment. Okay, so, I I mean, Herbert and Lamar, absolutely. I'm not going to even say no to Lawrence. I haven't really looked at him. You know, I'm more of a cash play guy. Yep. I don't look at tournaments like that often. But Lamar is – we're starting to get, into the, to get into the point where we're starting to identify what the chalk may be. Yeah. Lamar is going to be 40 to 50% of it, I think. And you're going to have to pay down at some place. To get these, and there's some options that we may run into maybe next week in the in the following week, especially the week of the games when we do this podcast. Is we're going to give you some options for probably each position that you'll like. That's yeah. why you need to watch all these shows yeah. because this is we're giving you our pieces that we personally play as well. So pieces and it's a progression. Yeah. So so we're. We're giving it to you as we are actually discovering yep. it. Um, we're, we've been looking at quarterbacks. We haven't ironed out all the other positions just yet. But I did mention something in my first and ten earlier. Some news out of the Midwest. Maybe paying down at a, a pretty high-end position. Could get you that that room, that capital, Fit Lamar, <clears throat> Justin Jefferson, yep. maybe someone else from that high-scoring Los Angeles-Miami yep. game. We'll see. And- and that's and that's my DFS for the day. Um, I want to touch on that quarterbacks um, list there next yeah, week. I'm hard gonna, to hard to argue. I yeah. mean, I think Herbert and Lamar are going to be the lion's share owned cash quarterbacks. Don't know tournaments. If I could just guess someone on tournaments right off the bat, Jordan Love might be a solid option for a GPP. Derek Carr. Yeah, he, sure. He, he's sure. Low, he's low too. Sure. And honestly, I look. I he, he may be in a dummy line for me right now. Possibly, but yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get at that a little bit down the road. We may talk about Derek Carr heavily next week, just mm-hmm. potentially. We'll see. Potentially, yeah. I'll go ahead and give you the bet. You know, I really like this. It's a three leg. So you were telling me this is locked mm-hmm. in already. This is locked in already. Okay, so this is. If you guys want to make money, this is the part where you turn it up and listen. Bills plus one twenty. Division winner. Sure. Mm-hmm. Jags minus 155. Naturally. A little bit different. I think there's a great, you know, good to great chance sure. that this could happen. Ravens plus 210. That right there, you put that in there, I think it's like $10 wins you 100 or something dollars. Of course, if you add more money, that goes more. Sure. But the reason why I put Ravens in there, I think there's a good there's a chance that they can actually take this division. 
when you're betting, you got to take a little step. You know, you go, you got to get out. You know, if you want to make some, yeah, you, you got to take you, the you, risk. And I think this is a good calculated risk. I don't see any way, you know, them going to finish last. Now I know you said what you said a minute ago. We did finish third in your possibly. I'm a third, but I can see him second. I can see him first. And, and I can. And that's why I put that in that one. Because I think this is a good way to take a little bit of a risk. Gambling is a risk. Remember, you know, bet responsibly, people. But I think this is a good calculator risk. And Lamar Jackson needs to go out there, play. Gansday Flowers. Best wide receiver group they've ever had with him. Of course. So, this is the year where he needs to go out there and and play like he making that money, you know, that, that he's been paid or being paid or whatever you want to call it. You know, he needs to play to that that standard, and I think he does, and I think they have a good chance. And, you know, you got Arbaugh. I mean, yes, some people don't really care for him. Some people like him. I think he's a good enough coach for them to win in that division. And, and honestly – I have Lamar Jackson winning MVP also in a bet. So this kind of goes hand-in-hand with that. Next week, we're talking NFC, baby. Ooh, I got fired up by that one. Got some goosebumps next week. We're talking NFC, (laughs) talking our top seven, giving you the playoff predictions. We appreciate everyone listening in. May have some running back, maybe some receiver DFS options as well. We'll have to wait and see. But until then... Enjoy some Aaron Rodgers on the field. Enjoy yeah. some other quarterbacks getting some first starts of the year. Don't think we'll see Jalen. Don't think we need to. But I can't wait to see him week one. We appreciate you listening in. This has been the ESA with Buck and Ben.